deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here at the Dream Factory are very simple. We can discuss as many of your ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where in 10 years' time, it will be the last original idea not created by the constantly evolving and terrifying AI platforms that are creeping into our lives. I'm Joel, a man who puts the hubba hubba into rhubarb and custard. And across from me, (coughs) e-by-gum. If it isn't John Harris, a man who's so afraid of AI, has fled to Yorkshire, a small village in the corner of Yorkshire, which I imagine feels feels pretty untouched by ChatGPT at the moment, John. I mean, I'm surprised we're, we're able to talk to each other over Wi-Fi, frankly. Um, I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed. I thought there'd be some serious lag. Are you having a lovely time? I am, right. Where I sit, I can see bubbles flying past the window from children playing with bubbles in the garden. Right. I, I, I don't think that's a specific Yorkshire experience you're having there. <laughs> The Yorkshire waterfalls are famously bubbly. Um, so, there are, I think there are, are there waterfalls? Oh, there are waterfalls. I think I've been to them. Every, yeah. every sort of, you know, like the brown road signs that mean like, here's a tourist attraction. It's all, it's all about waterfalls around here. It's very waterfall heavy. And nice. Wensleydale, the cheese, which I told Joel before, about before the call, I went to the factory. Waterfalls and Wensleydales, they're two of the UK's finest W's. A hundred percent. I think cheddar is obviously our big cheese. Yeah. Wensleydale's sort of uh, underground cheese that's best known, probably best known as Wallace's from Wallace and Gromit's favourite cheese more than anyone actually consuming it. But let me say it first, it's a delicious cheese and I'm very happy for it. Straight from the source. It's, um for me, Wensleydale, it's so, it's got such a big place at Christmas. Mm, yeah, because it's got and they're, they're, chuck- in they're it, chucking right? all sorts of fruits in it. They're, they're, yeah. John, it's not just cranberries, they'll put anything in there these days. I know. I saw a whole banana in a Wensleydale this Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, there was a pineapple one in the shop. And well, like I made ginger. it. I made it. I, I sort of molded it with my hands. You sort of impregnated. <laughs> it was absolutely foul. You impregnated. It's not even... Wesley Dales isn't even a wheel of cheese. Joel had to make the hole for it. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, let's not talk about that. But I won't be invited back for Christmas. Um, anyway, let's do some film ideas. How about this one from Shoe? A shoe. A shoe sent this one in And the film idea is Soul Disney Pixar But it's about the bottom of a shoe Very Um, good It's from Stu Send it like Shrekham Which I 
Why is it not just bend it like Shrekham? Well, I guess he's playing on the alliteration from he's the original hit, oh, he's hit, No, I, th- I think what he's done is hit the wrong key on the keyboard. Are they next to each other? No, the S and the B no. aren't anywhere near each other. Well, you don't know how Stu types. He's doing that everything's groovy surfer dude sign like this, John, <laughs> where the thumb and the little finger are sticking out. Yeah. You know, the surfers do that on the West Coast of America. I know it. I've seen it a lot. They, say, they sort of say rad and then they go like that. Yeah. Mm. And that's how Stu types. With just those two, the thumb and his fingers? Just those two fingers, yeah. Because wow. everything's gnarly all the time. Stu lives in a state of constant gnarliness. <laughs> and well, he can't escape it. A thing, that, a thing that is sort of bolstering your theory about him being a gnarly dude is the fact that if it was alliteration, it, sh- it should be shrend it like Shrekham, surely. Shrend it like Shrekham, it should. Which, I, let, let's be frank, even for this show is nonsense. It's sort of incomprehensible nonsense. Send it like Shrekham doesn't really make any sense at all. <laughs> What's Shrekham and why are we sending it like that? Does a Shrek working in a post office? That's what I Maybe. So the send it makes me think of that. But then also we're going to work on the sort of sports stuff that, you know, the analogy of Bend It Like Beckham. Is it is it some sort of sport in that fantasy world that Shrek is very good at? Well, this weekend, John, as you're, I'm sure you're aware, was the EFL playoffs. And there was a guy in the League Two playoff who only a year ago was a UPS driver. So there's some sort of send it, bend it thing happening right there. Uh, listener, let me know if you also thought this was going where I thought it was, which was about some football player who looked like Shrek or was called never, Shrek. I would, never, I would never deign to do that. That's so below me to make comments on physical appearance, John. Uh, no, no, but I'm, he, I'm just saying maybe the general public's doing that and you, you can decry it, but... He drives one of those vans that hasn't got any doors, which I've never... Is that so they can hop in and out, the UPS guys? It's very American feeling, isn't it? That, that sort of vehicle. Is it safe? What, what is safe in this day and age, Joel? As you brought up the AI stuff, me and Jarlow me and in a group chat and I sort of just send a, spend a lot of time just spamming them with AI concerns. Yeah, it's weird, John, because you are on holiday, but quite it seems like quite a lot of the holiday today has been spent sending us worries about the future of AI, which I'll be honest, if I was sort of five minutes down the road from where they make Wensleydale and near a waterfall, I just wouldn't be thinking about it. I'd be thinking about when's my next cheese. Mm, well, we've got different priorities, mate. I'd be more chat GP Bree, if you know what I'm saying. Um, anyway, good. send it like Shrek. Um, Shrek is working at the uh, Fairyland post office, because I assume they have to send yeah. mail there. And he is scouted. He's so good at catching parcels, is what mm. it is. The parcels get shot through a magical shoot. We're all familiar with how the magic post office works. And he's so good at catching them and sorting them that he gets scouted by the Fairyland football side to compete in the World Cup of fantasy. Fantasy football. John, please help me out here. I'm just saying words. You are, for about two minutes, John, you were just sort of looking off into the distance then. And I was, I was just saying words. I might as well be a fucking AI. Joel thought I was, like it had frozen because of the Wi-Fi. You just drifted off. <laughs> but I had, no, I was trying to think, like I was thinking, you know, I was thinking about in that universe, a lot of messages are sent by like, a man on a horse with a scroll and so mm, it's mm. like Shrek sort of creating some some sort of like swampy truck that he is revolutionising the way that they s- deliver nice. post in the kingdom that's good he sets up a rival postal service yes very good I'm there, into it there we go send it like Shrek and would you like one from me before we go yes, mad yes please uh, what about this one from Andy Padding Tonya, a cute bear joins the Peruvian ice skating team, but has his competitor's knees smashed in in his pursuit of winning Winter Olympic gold. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I'm hoping that the Paddington sequel, sequel, that's what we call the third one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
It's a sequel to the sequel. Sequel, sequel. Threequel? No, sequel, sequel. A sequel. So I'm hoping that the Paddington sequel, sequel, sees Paddington get mean. You know, the first two <laughs> films, let's be honest, they've had everything except for ultra violence and swearing. And that's where I need Paddington to go now. Because, hey, the kids, John, that enjoyed Paddington 1, they've grown up. Mm. They are probably 16 now. They're seeing some of the most violent acts imaginable on TikTok every day. Paddington needs to up its game. And so Paddington ordering a hit on a, another bear in the Peruvian ice skating team seems about right to me. Yeah. Something happens to Aunt Lucy and he just goes full John Wick. John Wick. Yeah. So Paddington does it. Paddington does the uh, yeah, killing. Yeah, I like... Uh, or maybe maybe he just, you know, he's been buttoned down by that coat and marmalade sandwiches for too long that he just goes primal. He just... He, I mean, he's a oh, fucking yeah, bear. true. So he just sort of switches yeah, his brain. He goes back to bear mode. That's the elephant in the room here, John, when we're watching the Paddington films. He's a bear. At any point, he could flip. You know, those... Sometimes a circus animal will suddenly be like, I'm not fucking standing for this anymore. I'm Wait gonna a eat second. the lion. I'm going to eat the lion I'm an tamer. elephant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to let these kids feed me peanuts and get whipped backstage. I'm going to fucking smash the gaff up. Maybe that's what Paddy's just like. Wait a minute. I don't like living in a townhouse in London. I want to roam free in the wilds of Canada. Is that where you get bears? Yeah, I think so. So like, it's got to so the point. The, He's the- just ki- I reckon Paddington kills the family that he lives with. Maims them. Maims them and escapes. To bring it back to Andy's thing, is it like a case of maybe there's an... He's he's fully into the ice skating stuff. He's learned how to ice skate and stuff. He's being polite mm. as, 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 you know, punch. And then someone cuts themselves on the ice skating ring and he just sees blood and just loses oh, that's good. it. Well, maybe Family Holiday to Canada because in Canada, John, lots of wild bears, lots of ice. Yes. And so Paddington goes back to... Bit, and he discovers his kin, the wild bears, and the sport of ice skating all at once. And he won't leave. And he becomes maybe becomes sort of a national hero in the NHL. Playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs or something. There you go. I like that. He's, you know, he. I've, I've got maple a lot of, syrup replaces marmalade. I've got a lot of love for Paddington, and I do genuinely think those films are wonderful. And I think his politeness is almost a superpower. But it does result in him being messed around a little bit, being yeah. made to look silly, and he just get he just he's sick of it. No more, Mister Nice Bear. That's the message of the next Paddington film. How about this one from George? Banshees of Interception. Brendan Gleeson goes into dreams to stop being friends. <laughs> so, 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 is he going into other people's dreams and kind of breaking up friendships, or is he going into his friends' dreams and telling them to fuck off? That's funnier, isn't it? And then in the daytime, is he just like, I don't know what you're talking about? Yeah, it's a slow burn campaign where he enters their dreams every night, but instead of Freddy Krueger style killing them, he just is mean. He says, "I think you're a dick." We've all been in that situation where a partner has dreamt that you've cheated on them. Mm -hmm. And then the next day they've said, I am absolutely furious that you slept with Rene Zellweger last night. (laughs) And you say, I I didn't. I was merely laying in bed next to you and Rene Zellweger and I haven't spoken in months. (laughs) And they say, I'm furious. And it's normally just fun fury. It's a fun little light bit of fury. Well, how about... Brendan Gleeson goes into your dreams and it's just a bit mean and a bit off with you in your dreams. And the next day you wake up and think, I'm kind of annoyed with Brendan Gleeson and the way he acted with me last <laughs> night. And if he entered your dream every night for six months, I reckon eventually it would colour your opinion of Brendan Gleeson and you would t- t- sort of write him out of your friendship circle, which is what he wants. Even though I pushed you in this direction, upon sort of you telling me the story, I actually do think it's funnier the idea that you hire Brendan Gleeson to go into your mate's <laughs> dream. So they come to you and 
Brendan Gleeson came to me in my dream and said that you think I'm a dick, and you—he's like a dream hitman. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like a, like a weird version of cameo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can hire any celebrity to go into a friend's dream. <laughs> See, John, I think you worry about the wrong things. You worry about AI. What I worry about is a futuristic version of cameo, <laughs> where people can hire celebrities to enter my dreams. <laughs> Imagine if they hired your favorite celebrity in the world. And at night, and they said, look, here's 500 quid for the next three months. Um, John, who's your favourite celebrity in the world? I don't know. Paddington. Is it? Pa- okay. It's the voice of Paddington, Ben Whishaw. I pay, I say, hey, Ben Whishaw, for the next six months, can every night, can you enter John's dream and tell him he's a dickhead? <laughs> That's what I worry about. That's the future I worry about. And you don't seem overly concerned with it. No. I, sh- I, You know you know when you just sort of hear a sort of new piece of terrifying information and you don't know whether to laugh or cry? I'm just sort of at that stage. Have you ever bought Have you ever bought a cameo for anyone? Um, no. I don't think so. My, my son is obsessed with uh, TV's Dr. Range. And if... Oh. I think we mentioned this previously. And if, if he had cameo, I'd definitely get a message from my son you from Dr. Range. cameo. Well, I am... I worked with Dr. Ange once and we went to the same school. So, Oh, hello. Get me a, get if, me a video, mate. If that helps the, the sort of Joel John son relationship in any way, that would be pretty handy because that's been a bit frosty recently. Mm, it's been a lot of beef brewing. It's been a lot of beef. Well, he's kind of intellectually surpassing me in the next, I can see it in the next sort of two or three months and I'm trying to hold him back by removing all of his learning aids. <laughs> <laughs> Joel's a very jealous, jealous little man. I'm jealous. Of, yeah, I am jealous of smart babies. I've always said it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What about this one from Oscar? Goatbusters. It's good. So it's a crew of dudes in New York and there is a prevalent raging goat problem in New York City. Mm -hmm. Good. Because of climate change. Okay, here we go. The mountain goats have come to inner city New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't ask what the why mm. because I I'm just assuming that mountain goats live somewhere that is going to be adversely affected by climate change, and so all the goats have migrated to New York City Center, and there is a goat problem 
And only the goat. Who are you going to call? Goatbusters. Goatbusters. Is there not a city that is infested with goats? Have I made that up? I Inf- infested? I'm sure there is in, in the real world. No, I, I I love it. I think, you know, goats are quite annoying. They'd be sort of chewing up lampposts and you're sort of everyone's shrubbery. Bill Murray sort yeah. of says something witty and kicks him in the face. He's got a big vacuum cleaner. <laughs> That's disgraceful. That's good. It's good. Yeah, I don't know if there's a real city infested with goats I feel like we'd hear more about it it's sort of like do you remember that tweet that went viral that turned out to actually be way more true than everyone realised where that guy kept complaining about the fact that 50 feral hogs would come into his garden every night 30 to 50 feral hogs <laughs> yeah and there's that I think it's in Australia maybe there's that place where spiders just fill the skies have you seen that <laughs> it makes me feel so sad that is I think about it every there's just spiders in the sky because their webs are so big and long you walk out and there's like a hundred spiders in the sky no, I couldn't handle that. Not happy about that. No. And there's also Pig Island, everyone's favourite. Pig Island. I think that's it's fun and harmless. Yeah, a, a boat, I think a boat capsized that had pigs on it and hundreds of years ago and the pigs swam to a lovely un- uninhabited island and then there's just generations of pigs down the line swimming around having a nice time. Would you be happy and, if you walked out in the morning and the sky was full of pigs? Oh, what? When pigs fly... Absolutely. Would have mean all my wildest dreams have come true. The children's radio station you and I used to work for, John, had a song about Pig Island that I sing to myself maybe once a week. But I can only remember, I can only remember these lines. Pig Island, Pig <laughs> Island, there's lots of pigs out there. And that's it. But I, that was 100% the song that was played on the radio station. <laughs> I also like, like that you say the children's radio station we used to work at, like as if there's a plethora I'm keeping it anonymous. From. I'm keeping it anonymous. <laughs> I'm keeping it pretty anonymous. If you Google the words children's radio station, Joel Grove and John Harris, I'm pretty confident nothing's going to show up on the internet because there's not enough clues. Well, no, because they made sure everyone was only named by their first name. So you'd have to go John and Joel. John and Joel. There were no surnames. When you you join children's radio, you have to denounce your surname. It's like in Men in Black when they burn their fingerprints off. (laughs) You hand your uh, documents over to the boss of children's radio and he expunges your surname from the records. It gives you a cool nickname. And if you're wearing a cap like John is, he turns it jauntily to the side and gives you a skateboard. He cut up your Oyster card and gave you a skateboard, didn't he, John? (laughs) An animated sidekick. (laughs) And we all got, that was pretty cool. We all got, but what what was really awful is that the day you leave your job, they they just pull out a pistol and shoot the animated sidekick in the head right in front of you. It's an incentive for you not to leave. So everyone generally works there for sort of three to five years longer than they anticipated because they they become so close to their animated psychic. But you're leaving drinks and it's really awful. The psychic doesn't know it's going to happen because they're kind of fun and clueless, right? You're leaving, dude. They Yeah, the, the boss of Anonymized Children's Radio Station just pulls out a revolver, holds it to the head of the psychic and says, are you definitely going to leave? And he's got your P45 in his other hand. And you say, look, I have to go. I've been offered a job. Bang, pulls the trigger. And you have to deal with the messy corpse. The last thing um, my uh, sidekick said to me is, what are we doing tomorrow? Oh, no! No! Awful, awful day. One of the worst days of my professional career. You've got to do it. You've got <laughs> to do it. Not You've got to do it to make it up, you know, through the professional ladder. Yeah, it's cutthroat business, children's radio. Would you like another one from me, Viral? <laughs> I'd love one, I'd love one. What about this one from Josh? PPI robot. PPI ro- The PPI is the insurance scandal. Yeah, the thing, it because it had like a deadline, there was a period where every phone call was about PPI and then there was a period where it just stopped. John, can I make a confession? You don't know what it is. No, it's so much worse than that. When I worked at an electronics retailer in the late 2000s, 
my boss said when someone was buying something and they were going through all the tick this box if you want insurance, tick this box, he said, always tick the PPI. And so I think I sold it to loads of people. When I was a little, when I was a little sixteen-year-old, look, I was, I didn't, I didn't know the rules. You were following your boss's order. You didn't know what PPI meant. You were just told to tick a box. I was told to tick the PPI box. You know, sixteen. It was my first job. Someone came in and bought a printer. Bet your bottom dollar they were printing out their PPI claim later on that decade. So yeah, well, but I, I think it might mean that, you know, ten years on, hopefully I helped out a lot of people get a nice little cash sum because they were yeah. wrongly sold PPI. There we but go. No, I think I think about that from time to time. Swings around about. So Will Smith sort of goes to track down the like of the final bot that is still doing PPI calls for some reason. They haven't shut Will it Smith, down. Yeah, Will Smith goes to kill teenagers in retailers. He travels back in time to 2007 <laughs> and shoots me in the head. Okay, that's not where I was pretty expecting things. Yeah, no, good. I'm sort of really happy with that. Imagine actually. if I was working. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> I'll beep. I'll beep it. I'll beep it. <laughs> Imagine I was working there and I do feel bad about it, but again, I didn't know what, I didn't even know what the letters meant at the time. Imagine if I was working in electrical retailer in 2007 and future Will Smith came in and just slapped me around the face as I, as I ticked the box as a way to tell me to stop. It'd be astonishing, wouldn't it? Do you think you would get the message or do you think you'd need a few more slaps from Will Smith before you went, oh, so it's directly linked to this ticking of the box? I would need a few. He would have to keep coming back, I think, yeah. And he would get more and more fed up each time. Also, for anyone... Like anyone who, who listens to this show regularly won't need to do a lot of work to work out what retailer you're talking about because you've told many stories about your time there. <laughs> it's not like it's not like you've never I might have, it. Hey, I might have worked at multiple electrical uh, retailers in the year know. 2007 to 2009. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, let's move on quickly from that, John. Would you like a film idea from me? Yes, please. Here's one from me. Elemental Quiet on the Western Front. Disney Pixar's next film is it's talking trench foot. All the it's it's gangrene. All of the diseases of the trenches in World War One are amorphosized. Yes, that's right. I'm going to say right. that they all come to life and they chat to each other. Has anyone is Elemental real? I saw a trailer for it the other night. It's definitely real, Joe. It's a film. Mm, no one's seen it though. I remember. Um, so the listeners send us ideas, and I will send them to Joe. Half to Joe, half to me. Right, and I you kept- send half to yourself, do. Yeah, keep half of myself. And I kept sending Joel Emmental, Pixar, Disney Pixar's Emmental. Oh, you did, yeah. And for a few weeks, Joel just didn't do it. And then I realised, and then I did it because I realised Joel didn't know that this film existed and that was the issue here. No, I thought I thought you'd, you were on a different holiday near a cheese factory. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were using me, you thought I was Google Maps. As a French, actually on the subject of Emmental like, factories, as a Frenchman, I should have walked around the Wensleydale factory just sort of spitting on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd have been Diseases. good. No, I, th- I, I, I think it's a horrible idea, Joel. D- diseases come to life, mm-hmm. and so like, does the invention of antibiotics sort of is that the hero at the end or something? Or yeah, yeah, because the, de- the all the diseases are bad guys, obviously, and yeah, antibiotics saves the day. Or would it been would it be antibiotics, or would it be like what was the big what was the big guy at that time? It's got a name, John. It was found on mouldy bread. Penicillin is an antibiotic, isn't it? Yes, probably. Why don't know. you ask your son? He probably knows more about this than me. <laughs> penicillin's, penicillin's the good guy and it comes to life and it comes to the trenches and cures everyone. That's my stupid film. I just wanted an excuse to say I don't believe anyone's seen it or will see Elemental. Yeah, the Pixar stuff's getting a bit weird now, isn't it? Like, What's going on? It just feels like Elemental is exactly the same thing as Inside Out. 
Yeah, well, I think it's from the same team, but yeah, it does feel like they've gone, you know, the inside out idea, let's do it with elements. Yeah. You know, emotions we did last time, let's do elements. So yeah, I'm not, yeah, I, I do worry that sort of they've lost their sort of je ne sais quoi. But anyway, uh, would you like an idea from me? I'd love one. Success, John. An aging John Harris decides upon which of his two children to bespoke Dream Factory oh. co-hosting duties. Uh, wow. That's me That's me subtly revealing to the audience that I'm having a second child. Woo! So Very yeah, exciting. exciting in October. Yeah, so basically I get old. Joel somehow is, I don't know, found, you know, the fountain of youth. So he's he's still in his 30s. And so he needs a new co-host since one of my children. Yeah, I was going to say, what role do I play in this? Am, am I like an aging... No, you, you know, aging kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm young still. I wouldn't mind that. Or you know, you could also have, you know, potentially you could have kids, and it's about us passing on the Dream Factory mantle to to. That's better. To That's better. New generation. There's there's a sum total of four children, and they're locked in a war. And here's the twist: none of them want it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <they're sort> of <laughs> it's like reverse succession. They don't. None of them want to host. Some uh, look. Someone always has to host Dream Factory. Yeah. That's undisputed. And they have to have blood ties to us. We've said that since the very beginning. <laughs> but they don't want it, John, because, pod, you know, podcasts, movie, look, let's be real, movie podcasts hosted by two white guys, they're a bit passe now. By the time we're 80, <laughs> because fashion's cyclical, they would have come in and gone out of fashion 10 times by that point. And it just so happens that at the moment of our death, they are out of fashion. No one wants to host them. So the kids are fighting over who wants it the least. You know, they do not want it. They do not want to be involved in this podcast. They're finding ways to try and keep us alive. They're they're (coughs) investing in AI to see if they can reproduce our voices. And yeah, ultimately, one of two of them get lumbered with hosting Dream Factory for the next 50 years. Lovely stuff. There you go. That's good. That's a guarantee, listener. There will be Dream Factory will exist (laughs) indefinitely until the heat death of the universe. (laughs) You're welcome. And we've got to go because, I don't know, Shrek is driving in at a UPS van. Well, I don't know what we <laughs> talked about today. Well done, John. Well done, Joe. How are we doing? Did you have a nice time? I did have a lovely time. I've got a fun story to tell. I've got the... I've got... <gasps> I don't want to overhype this because I, but I do think it will live up to the hype. I've got a, an just an. Absolute, is it the anecdote of the century? Mm, it's it's in the top three. Wow. Okay. Here we so, go. So Joel, oh, Joel and I saw each other last week. We both went to the podcast show in London. We oh, had, yeah. we had uh, movers and shakers. Uh, us and our friend Jack sort of had a mooch around, and then I left you and Jack to sort of mooch further. But um, on the Thursday, I went for lunch with some agents, some really lovely podcast managers, really lovely. Mm-hmm. And we sat in a cafe just outside of the, the the podcast show building. And as we were waiting for our food to arrive, what I believe was a chef from the kitchen of this cafe walked out uh, holding a pigeon in his hands. <laughs> he, then, <laughs> he then proceeds to, <laughs> to throw this pigeon into the street where it gets immediately hit by a car. No, no. And then a seagull swoops down no! and starts throwing it against the wall and then just proceeds to just gut this thing in front of where me and these two managers are having our lunch. It's <laughs> just watching, just trying to talk about podcasts whilst a, a pigeon is being disemboweled right next and to so us. So you already had your food? Um, we were still waiting for our food. 
Oh, so you're awake because the chef the was chef too busy take, <laughs> removing pigeons from the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Did you think about? Did you think about it while you're eating? The fact that there's just pigeons in the kitchen. Uh, I was too. It, would, it put me a little bit on edge. I was too busy looking at a carcass to. to really... Yeah. Did it? How, what did it? How did it kind of um, help in negotiations? <laughs> they signed. Uh, no, yeah. it wasn't that kind of conversation. Um, yeah, it definitely made, gave it a weird vibe, and we definitely. They, like I say, they were nice, so we all sort of just acknowledged how weird it was. Otherwise, I could feel like some sort of a bit more stuck-up professional people would just act like it wasn't happening. Whereas we were all just like, "That's the weirdest thing we've ever seen." Yeah, yeah, good. That's how you have to deal with that head-on. That is fantastic. And then a, I'm assuming like a bald eagle came in and took the seagull <laughs> away. Yeah, and then a dinosaur came. It was great. No. Oh, that is good. Nothing, nothing anywhere near that exciting has happened to me. So well done. Oh. Um, Pop culture-wise, I went and saw the Mario movie on Friday. Okay. And I don't know if you've heard about it, John, that they're taking the Super Mario Bros. Yes. And they're, they're putting the it on the game. silver screen. Yeah, the video oh, okay. game, they're putting it on the silver screen. It's pretty ambitious. I'm approximately, I don't know, two months late to the party. But I tell you what was interesting. Now, it was in a smaller screen at the cinema, but it was sold out. And there's big movies out now like uh, that would appeal to a similar age range. There's Fast and the Furious. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. 10. There's The Little Mermaid. There's Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And Super Mario Bros. are still... A packed out affair. And it's made so much money. Mm. It's like a mega, sma- a mega smash. I think it's the biggest animated film of all time or something, isn't it? Yeah. Or getting there. Yeah, so. There we go. So there man. you go. I still haven't seen I, it. I liked it. I liked it. I went in, because I've heard quite mixed to negative things, I went in with really low expectations. And as a result, had a good time. Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll probably wait for it on streaming. 
I'm very, I'm very excited to have my son at an age where I can sort of just force stuff like that upon him. Yeah, nice. He probably won't get some of the more niche references. Like there's a nod to the GameCube at one point that <laughs> might go over your son's head. Is that, is that a reference to the NES uh, Super Mario Bros. Oh. original? <laughs> is that, hey, is that a reference to the fact that he used to be called Jumpman? <laughs> yes. You don't need to go and see the film. Yes, You're son, just describing is. it as it happens. Yeah. Um, oh, good stuff. What about you, John? Anything else apart from watching sort of pigeons be feasted on no not really yeah just mostly I, I got, i've got a taste for it now i'm just sort of watching david yeah, amber yeah. documentaries just skipping to the bit where Bang animals for get blood. eaten you're you know like when a when a football game is really tense and you'll stand up off the sofa and be like as if you're in the action that's what you're doing <laughs> in nature documentaries now when they're going for the kill God. to be fair there was, that, there was that this is the other way around but there's that famous lizard versus like seven snakes oh, video, and that's that some of the best you, tv ever that, that is some of the best you get tv out of ever. your sofa so good. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there's our recommendation. A, a, a one-minute clip from a 10-year-old David Attenborough <laughs> documentary. Thanks for coming. We'll be here same time next week. Bye-bye, John. Bye. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener. <laughs>